Part 2, Chapter 4 of The Christian Nurse and Her Mission in the Sick Room. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Christian Nurse and Her Mission in the Sick Room by Francois Xavier Gautrelet. Translated by John Mason Neal. Part 2, Chapter 4 How to Assist the Sick Person in Preparing for Confession. When the sick person has made up his mind to confess, you can offer to help him to prepare without fatigue and trouble. To this end, you may suggest some reflections which would make him appreciate the benefit of a good confession such as the following. I cannot lengthen my life here, but I may make it holier. I cannot ensure temporal happiness in this world, but I can gain eternal happiness. Louis the Eleventh, King of France, in his last illness, gave five hundred crowns a day to his physician, to ensure his neglecting nothing that would prolong his life. Alas, time cannot be bought with money, but eternity may be obtained by good works. A single moment well employed will suffice to win eternity. A single confession well made at the hour of death may suffice to repair the past, to obtain pardon for all sins, to win heaven. O oh God, what thanks can I return thee? that thou hast had mercy upon me even till this day, and given me the means of being restored to thy friendship. Where should I now be if I had died in sin? Help me, Lord, to profit by the grace which thou givest us to-day. I desire to make a good confession. My God, I have much offended thee, but I hope in thy mercy. Thou didst institute penance for the remission of sins. Thou canst not refuse to me that pardon which thou hast so solemnly promised to those sinners who should come to thee. You will comfort the sick person and lighten the labor of preparation by reading to him such an examination of conscience as may be found in many books, and you will choose such as are appropriate to the condition of the sick person and the state of his conscience. Footnote. One will be found at the end of this work. End footnote. Finally, you must reassure him with regard to the difficulties which frighten him and tell him that the priest will supply what he is unable to find out for himself. If the person who waits upon the sick man reads to him an examination of conscience, prudence may sometimes dictate the dwelling on certain sins only in a general way. It will be sufficient, then, to advise the sick person to ask the priest to help him in this point and to make the necessary interrogations. If you know that the sick person has restitutions to make, hatred to get rid of, 
scandal to repair, or that he is actually in a state of sin, you would suggest to him prudently to prepare for absolution by the accomplishment of these essential obligations. If you have cause to fear that, through ignorance or forgetfulness, he does not know the necessary truths of salvation, you will recall them to his mind by reading slowly and at different times the abridgment given below. Of the principal truths which must be remembered when we prepare for absolution and holy communion. 1. What is God? God is a spirit infinitely perfect, the creator and lord of all things. 2. What is the Holy Trinity? One God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, who are equal in all things. 3. Who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is the Son of God, who was made man for us by taking a body and soul like ours from the Blessed Virgin Mary. 4. How and why did he die? Jesus Christ died upon the cross to redeem us from sin and hell. 5. What became of him after his death? He rose again the third day, which is Easter day. Then he ascended into heaven, body and soul, on ascension day. 6. What will become of us after death? Those who die in a state of grace will go to heaven forever, and those who die in sin will go to hell for all eternity. 7. What is the condition of that man who commits mortal sin? He has lost the friendship of God and drives the Holy Spirit from his heart. He has become the abode of evil spirits. He has lost the fruits of his good works, and he will go to hell if he dies in this unhappy condition. 8. What must he do to obtain pardon for his sins? He must have true contrition for them, confess them sincerely, make restitution for the evil he has done, and receive absolution. 9. What happens when, with true repentance, we receive absolution? All our sins are forgiven through the merits of the blood of Jesus Christ. The devil is driven from our hearts. The Holy Spirit descends into them. We become again the friends of God. Our good works are restored to us with the right of going to heaven if we continue in a state of grace till our death. 10. What do we receive in Holy Communion? We receive Jesus Christ himself, his body and blood, soul and divinity. Examination of Conscience on the Principal Duties of a Christian, which may be read to the sick person. 1. The Theological Virtues Faith Am I sufficiently instructed in the truths of religion? Have I allowed myself voluntarily to doubt any article of faith? 
Have I spoken against the truth? Have I read books written against the faith? Hope, have I yielded to despair? What was the cause of it? Have I sinned by presumption? Charity, has human respect hindered me from fulfilling my duties? Have I not had a dislike to holy things? Have I led my neighbor into sin by my advice or example? Have I sought for occasions of sin? 2. The Commandments of God 1. Have I yielded to any superstition? 2. Have I habitually neglected prayer? 3. Have I sworn, blasphemed the name of God, or violated any vow? 4. Have I worked or caused others to work on the Sunday? Have I neglected or caused others to neglect the blessed sacrament? Have I attended to it as I ought? 5. Have I nothing to reproach myself with regarding my parents, my masters, my superiors, and my priests? Have I given way to irreverent speaking or disobedience towards them? Have I wished for their death? If the person is married, have I anything wherewith to reproach myself with respect to my husband or my wife, my children, my servants? Have I taken care of their education, their instruction? Have I watched that they fulfilled the duties of their religion? Have I never led them into sin? Have I neglected to correct them, to watch over them? 6. Have I borne any hatred in my heart against my neighbor, any desire of vengeance? Have I used bad language to him? Have I quarreled with anyone? Have I struck him? etc. 7. Have I been guilty of any sin against this commandment by thought or desire, by words of double meaning, too free conversations, by pictures, dangerous reading, improper songs, by look or action? Have I led my neighbor into sin? Am I not in the habit of sin in the occasion of it? 8 and 10. Have I wronged my neighbor in his goods, my parents, masters, workmen, or servants, any other persons, government? Have I repaired the wrongs I have done? Have I kept anything which did not belong to me? 9. Have I lied in such a way as to injure religion, justice, charity? Have I spoke evil, calumniated, or taken pleasure in listening to evil speaking or calumny? Have I repaired the wrong I have done to my neighbor by evil speaking? Have I formed rash judgments? 3. Have I observed the rules laid down by the church in days of fasting, abstinence? Have I communicated at least three times a year? 4. Deadly sins. Have I given way to excess in eating and drinking? 
have I been proud even to despising all men and setting myself up even against God? Have I habitually neglected the business of my soul? Have I given way to envy? 5. Duties of Condition Married persons, masters or servants, having such or such an employment, occupation, condition, have each to find out in what their conscience reproaches them, if they would not have it brought against them in the judgment of God. We have here pointed out the most ordinary kinds of sin. It is necessary also to mention the number, at least as much as can be remembered. Those circumstances which would alter the nature of the sin must be mentioned. How to dispose the sick person to contrition for his faults. After having assisted the sick person in preparing for his confession, you will endeavor to produce in him some acts of contrition by reminding him of the principal motives which tend to excite it, and you may read aloud and slowly the following forms, which it will be proper to repeat from time to time. Above all, you will teach the sick man, one, that contrition is a grace which can only come from God, and consequently we ought to ask him for it. Two, that we are certain to obtain it if we ask sincerely, since on one hand it is an obligation to detest the sins of which we are guilty, and on the other, since we are unable to fulfill this obligation and produce this act by the strength of nature, God himself grants the grace necessary for this end to those who ask him for it as he has promised. 3. That such is the necessity of contrition that it cannot be dispensed with, so that if the sinner dies without having abhorred his sins, he would be infallibly condemned at the judgment of God. Acts of Contrition Which May Be Read to the Sick Person One of these acts at a time will suffice read slowly and pausing at intervals. 1. O God, my Creator and my Savior, I have thought upon thy judgments and am filled with fear. Who shall not fear thee, King of nations? Lord, if I look back upon my life, I see nothing but a long chain of sins, and how can I not be afraid? My sins are more in number than the hairs of my head. My iniquities rise up before me as a great mountain and are like a sore burden too heavy for me to bear. If thou, Lord, wilt be extreme to mark what is done amiss, O Lord, who may abide it? Woe is me! Why have I refused to serve thee? Why have I tempted thy anger, despised thy threatenings? O God, I am thy creature and the work of thy hands. Look upon me and have mercy upon me. Forgive me, O Lord, thou knowest our weakness. 
thou knowest that we are but dust i have sinned o lord i confess it i have sinned exceedingly remember thou thy mercy o thou lover of souls who didst not make us that we should be lost but that thou mightest save us i have merited hell o god i acknowledge it i have merited it many times but remember what thou hast taught us by the mouth of thy prophets as i live saith the lord god i desire not the death of the wicked but that the wicked turn from his way and live ezekiel thirty three eleven thou knowest o lord that i abhor my sins that i have resolved no more to offend thee and how dare i anew incur thy hatred lord i hope in thee refuse not to forgive me for thou art the father of mercies my heart is made to love thee and not to hate thee two father i have sinned against heaven and before thee i am not worthy to lift up mine eyes towards heaven i no longer deserve to be called thy son it is true i acknowledge it o my god and how can i deny it when my iniquities cry out so loudly against me lord my sin is ever before me i cannot hide it and of myself i cannot blot it out how foolish have i been o my god have i ever found happiness away from thee and has not the world always deceived me wherefore then have i gone aside from thy commandments what have i gained by offending thee o thou who art the life of my soul my consolation here my hope in heaven and my only good how ungrateful am i thou hast loaded me with benefits and i have only repaid thee with my crimes thou hast never ceased to protect me and i have done nothing but outrage thee and thou o god whose goodness is infinite thou still openest to me the arms of thy mercy thou vouchsafest still to offer me the pardon of which i have made myself so often unworthy consider your ways sinners thou sayest return to god it is done o god i am thine thy love has triumphed over the hardness of my heart i have known thee and have loved thee too late i will love thee at least faithfully from henceforth and nothing shall separate me from thee yes whatever it costs me i will be saved i will escape hell i will win heaven i will serve love thee my god i will never again offend thee o lord grant me this grace all unworthy as i am 
it will be well to remind the sick person from time to time that the best sacrifice he can offer that which is most agreeable to god the most profitable for himself and that which is best fitted for his condition is patience under his sufferings and resignation to the will of god you will make him understand that his casting himself upon god entirely is an heroic act and you can cause him to say from time to time so be it o god since thou hast willed it lord i commit myself into thy fatherly hands thy will not mine be done amen amen you may very profitably read to the sick person some of the psalms or some chapters in the imitation which have reference to his circumstances here follow short ejaculations to be said by the sick person behold o most sweet jesus in what misery i lie here and what pain i suffer this sickness is very tedious to me but i will try to endure it willingly for thy love in thy most loving heart i lay up all my griefs and by it i offer the same to thy eternal praise thou knowest o merciful jesus that i cannot pray much therefore i pray thee to supply this defect with thy love vouchsafe o loving jesus to render thanks to thy eternal father for this my sickness as thou didst render thanks to him on the cross for all thine own pains vouchsafe to offer to thy beloved father all my sufferings as thou didst offer to him all thy agonies as an oblation well pleasing to him i desire to bear this my sickness with the same intention with which thou didst endure thy most bitter passion and death whatever i suffer or am to suffer let me suffer it in thy love and seek no other reward but that i may please thee if thou increasest my pain increase also my patience for thou knowest my great misery i resign myself entirely to thy most holy will and i say in thy words and with thy intention father if it be possible let this cup pass from me nevertheless not my will but thine be done another prayer in the very agony of death o most sweet jesus in this my extreme need i thy unworthy creature and a most grievous sinner fly to thee with a humble and contrite heart in confidence that as thou didst receive the dying thief at the last moment of his life so thou wilt not cast me out who come to thee behold o my lord on all sides is distress and misery and the attacks of the devil if thou castest me out 
who then will receive me? If thou failest me, who will console me? Therefore I give myself entirely to thy will, for living or dying I cannot escape thy hands. Woe is me, O my Lord, that I have ever offended thee, that I have so often neglected thy inspirations and warnings, that I have loved other things more than thee. But call to mind thy precious blood shed for me, and let it not have been shed in vain. Let thy pains, thy blood, thy merits satisfy for me, and win for me heaven. To thee, O Lord Jesus, I commend my soul, my hopes, my all, and more especially the last moments of my life. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Other Ejaculations to be Suggested to a Dying Person O most merciful Jesus, by thy woes, by thy wounds, by thy blood, by thy death, have mercy upon me now and in the hour of my death. O most dear Jesus, set thy passion and thy death between thy judgment and my soul, now and in the hour of my death. O most tender Jesus, by that bitterness which thy most blessed soul felt when it departed from thy most blessed body, I pray thee to have mercy on my soul in its departure and to bring it into life eternal. Jesus Christ, crucified for me, have mercy on me and forgive my sins. O most gentle Lamb of God, that takest away the sins of the world, take away from me all my sins. Yesu, salvation of the weak, Yesu, salvation of sinners, Yesu, helper of them that are in agony, cast me not out, because I believe in thee. Repel me not, because I hope in thee. Suffer me not to be separated from thee, because I love thee with all my heart, and hope to love thee forever. Remember, O good Jesus, what thou didst suffer for me. Remember by how bitter a death thou didst die for me. I believe in thee, O my Jesus. I hope in thee, O my Jesus. I love thee, O my Jesus. And because I love thee, therefore I grieve for all my sins. Because I love thee, I resolve never more to offend thee. Would that I had never offended thee, that I had never sinned, that I had always loved thee. I cast all my sins into the depths of thy mercy and into thy bleeding wounds. I desire to accept this, my death, in honor of thy death, and to unite it with thine. O Jesus, I would live to thee, O Jesus, and would die to thee. Jesus, be thou my Jesus, my everlasting Savior. Fini.
End of Part 2, Chapter 4 End of The Christian Nurse and Her Mission in the Sick Room by Francois Xavier Gautrelet Translated by John Mason Neal